Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. But I think what I put out there is like, we're going to become fast friends and we're going to connect and you're not even going to feel like you're in your lingerie. It's just going to be like two girlfriends hanging out, which is what it feels like. It's not like sexy or sexual at all. It's just kind of, it's just fun when they come in. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. This week on The Portrait System, my guest is Stephanie Bordas. Stephanie is a photographer in Brooklyn, New York, and she focuses on maternity and boudoir. One of the ways that Stephanie gets a lot of her clients is with business-to-business marketing, and we get pretty in-depth into how she makes that work. Another thing Stephanie shared is she has an insanely high booking rate. She talks all about why she believes that is, and she shares some of the things she does to keep client relationships strong so they keep coming back for future photo shoots. I absolutely loved chatting with Stephanie, and I'm so happy to introduce her to you. Here she is, Stephanie Bordas. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Nikki. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Summer's almost over, and we're having a real rainy day, and so it's a little depressing, but you know. I feel that. Okay, where are you recording from? So I am in Brooklyn, New York. I am born and bred here. And right now I'm in my studio in Bushwick, which is a really cool area of Brooklyn, very artist, hip, kind of centered. I hear a lot of people saying things like, you know, to be a a photographer in real populated cities, you know, like Seattle, where I was, or New York, you know, New York City or Los Angeles, or that it's harder and, you know, just a lot more competition. Do you find that to be the case? Well, I guess if you've always been in Brooklyn, you might not know what it's like to 
be in a small town or whatever. But, you know, do you have thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think about that a lot, actually. I know people who are in smaller markets, sometimes I feel struggle because they think they don't have as much, you know, as many customers or mm-hmm. as far a reach. I do think it's a challenge when you're in a bigger city because there's just so many more photographers, but I don't feel competition because everybody's so different. Yeah. And I think if you're just being true to yourself, I mean, you can Google Brooklyn boudoir photographers and there's so many different styles out there. And I just feel confident that, you know, what I put out on my website will attract the right clients for me. And if someone's not the right client for me, I have no problem recommending them to somebody else. And so, you know, there's more opportunity, I think, for your client to find you. Yeah. And there's also more opportunity for other people to find somebody else. And I think that's okay. Well, so I know you do boudoir, but you also do a lot of maternity too, right? I do. I've been in business long enough now where a lot of my clients who started with me doing boudoir shoots are now at a different phase of their life. And yeah, yeah, I had a lot of brides who now are getting pregnant for the first time and want to memorialize that. And I love doing maternity. I mean, it's such, boudoir's fabulous. I love celebrating women and the female form and maternity and pregnancy photo shoots. I mean, what's more beautiful in the female form than a baby bump like that? So yeah, I I love maternity as well. I was really drawn to your maternity work. I mean, of course, I you know I love your boudoir work as well. So, you know, I was just, I was really drawn to it when I first saw it. I was like, oh, it's just I don't know. There's something refreshing about it, and just really like natural and raw, and just really beautiful. Thank you. That means a lot to me to say. You know, I, I always my style I think has always been pretty minimalistic in whatever yeah. genre I'm working in, and I like that. I feel like it's always about the woman in front of the lens rather than a costume or a set. Uh, I like to think, keep things minimal, pared back, and really focus on the person who's yeah. in front of me. And you know, a lot of times my photography isn't perfect. I don't set up a lot of lights. I do mostly natural light. Uh, I definitely am moving around a lot and yeah. trying to help my clients feel comfortable. But I think that all really comes through. So the, the you saying raw really resonates with me because sometimes I'm like, well, this photo is not in focus. Yeah, but it shows Been something there. Really I've had that happen. or it's like a real moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's still worth showing. And I think people yeah. still want that. Well, in, in saying, you know, that you tend to keep things simplistic and not build sets and things, that's just another, you know, kind of backing of what you said before, that there are different photographers for different people. And yeah. some people are so, you know, some clients are really drawn to these elaborate, beautiful you know, big sets and some people are drawn to the minimal, you know, like what you do. So I just, I think yeah. it's really awesome that there are so many different photographers doing different, different things and some are going to yeah. resonate things are, you know, and I, and I think that this also lends to reminding yourself that you can do what you love to do and whether that is like bright and bold or, you know, just like black and white and more minimal, whatever, like you get to decide that based on what you want. And And you're going to attract those people. Exactly. And I completely agree with you. I think that's what's so special about being an entrepreneur is you get to do it your way. You Mm -hmm. don't have to do what everybody else is doing. And I think when you do, and when I say do it your way, it's both your style, but also just how you run your business and how you live your life. I mean, right now I work in my studio. I'm a mom. And so I'm able to have my photography clients and Mm -hmm. then go pick up my kids from school. 
And that means I have to pick up work sometimes after hours, after they go to bed, but I still get to be a mom and be a photography studio owner and balance life in a way that maybe with a different career wouldn't have been so possible. Yeah. Oh, I can relate to that. I I often think about, I feel like I have so much to ask you right now. I often feel like that too, where if I was still a school social worker, I don't know when I would see my kids during the week. I mean, it would be like rushing to get out, get out the door in the morning and trying to get home through rush hour traffic. And, you know, and then by the time you get home, you eat dinner and it's bedtime. And when is it? Yeah. So exactly. Exactly. And that's not, it's my heart when you say that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like you, I also, this was not my first career. I had uh, a career being a TV and film producer which I love. Ah, interesting. Yeah, it was a good career. I, I really enjoyed it. But once I had kids, it was just it was just too hard. All the things that I loved about it became really impractical. You know, you'd work really long hours. Yeah. You get to travel to places. You know, you'd get a call saying, "Hey, can you go to Argentina tomorrow?" And in, in my twenties, so like film a movie great. or like, something. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I was just saying to like film a movie or like a, a TV yeah, show or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And. It was super fun. I had lots of adventures. But then when I had a baby, it was like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be present. Yeah. And um, my husband's also in the film business. And so to have two parents who could be working 16 hours a day or not at all right, was just really complicated. And so this definitely yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yeah, fits the lifestyle so, a lot better. Was it a pretty seamless transition? Or did you, I mean, how did you kind of make that yeah. Change. I mean, that's a great question. I, it was not a seamless transition. I am one of those people who feels they can do it all and look at me doing everything. And because producing was always on a freelance basis, it did feel like I could balance both careers at the same time. And I did for a long time. But then as boudoir became, you know, in my heart of hearts, I always wanted to be a photographer. I loved being a film producer, but this is really where my heart was. I just didn't know how to be a photographer without shooting weddings or shooting newborns, which I knew myself well enough to say wasn't my jam. Mm -hmm. And so when I found boudoir photography, it was like, this is it. And I found a mentor and I studied up and I just taught myself how to do it. And then what I would do is plan my boudoir shoots for the weekends. I would shoot in hotels. So I'd get a hotel for a full weekend and then kind of stack as many shoots as I could, leaving my weekdays open for producing jobs. Wow. But then as boudoir got more busy, you know, I started putting myself in some really precarious positions. I remember one time I was at a hotel, I was producing a job, I had a newborn at the time. And so my client was in hair and makeup. I excused myself to go to the bathroom. I was pumping I was on a conference call for this commercial, I think, that I was working on. It was just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Nobody was getting the best of me, yeah, including me. Uh, <laughs> right? like yes. my client, I wasn't serving my client well. I wasn't producing the job the best I could do. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made a good living being a producer. But I remember after that experience, also getting my paycheck from the producing job and just thinking, like, it doesn't even matter what's in there. It just... It could be a million dollars in that envelope, and it just wasn't worth the stress and the heartache. And so I realized yeah. this business will never become anything bigger than it already is if I continue to treat it like a part-time job. And yeah. so, you know, I just said, I'm going to put it aside. I'm going to put producing aside for six months, see what happens. And I honestly never looked back. I mean, 
you know, people in production know that I'm not doing it anymore. Mostly every so often I get a call here and there and I never say I'm out of it 100%, but I'm out of it 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels great. It feel, I, I never felt sorry. Yeah. yeah. So that career kind of suited me for my 20s and 30s and this is my late 30s yeah. 40s and onwards. It's like, it's so hard sometimes because, you know, when you do have a full-time job and, you know, whether or not you have kids, I mean, it makes it a little trickier when you do have kids, but it is hard to start a business. It, it it does take, I shouldn't say hard. Yes, it can be hard and yes, it can be fun. And yes, there are times when things go really smoothly and there are times when it's just a really shitty day and you get nothing done. But I think something that's really important that you just said is that if you don't give yourself time to be a business owner, you're not going to be a business owner. You know, it doesn't just magically happen. So if you do have a full-time job or you're a full-time stay-at-home parent or something like that, you've got to find a way to schedule in time for the business. That's so you know, important. Yeah. And something people really don't take into account. You think, oh, I have mm-hmm. a newborn at home. I'll so be able to yeah, no. you know, do all my emails <laughs> while they're napping. And of course that doesn't happen. I mean, no. it's impossible. And you're not being good yeah. yourself if you're doing that either. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, but then of course it gets trickier because there is that balance. You've got to have those boundaries. Like you were saying, when you're, you know, taking calls and pumping while your client's out there, like I can remember this, this feeling and yeah, it's, that doesn't help anybody either, but, but it is possible. And, you know, I'm doing it, you're doing it. Lots of people out there have been able to do it. It's just paying attention to what it is that you want to do and, you know, having a plan yeah. Well, okay. I didn't really have much of a. I had a, li- <laughs> I had a little bit of a plan, but not a super solid plan. And having those boundaries. Exactly. I mean, I think when you're building your business, it's great to have that safety net. Uh, I was really grateful that I mm-hmm. could. And and honestly, you know, when COVID happened, also, and photo shoots had to shut down. Yeah. I was able to. You know, my husband and I were both in the film business previously, but neither one of us was able to shoot. But I was able to pick up some producing work virtually here and there, which saved our household. I mean, we were a zero-income household otherwise. So there is a lot of benefit to having that safety net. But I think you also have to be honest with yourself. And I think you just know it in your heart when it's time to cut it, cut that cord. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So one thing you talked about was how a lot of your past boudoir clients are now turning into maternity clients. Are you keeping in touch with them? Are they just remembering like, hey, I love these photos from Stephanie and I'm going to call her again? Like, how how does that work? Yeah, I really pride myself on my relationships with my clients. I think in general, I attract, like we were saying earlier, I attract people who are like-minded women and I do a lot of work to connect with them and I do try to stay in touch with them. I have a really kind of high-touch business and I always kind of plant the seed. I mean, everyone always has such a great time. And I always say like, oh, you'll come back when you're, you know, when you're pregnant. I have in my studio up on the wall, wall art of maternity photographs. And they say, oh, maybe I'll come back. It's like, yeah, come back. And I keep it in mind. And I think once people have a good experience with you, they become whatever your genre. I think Mm -hmm. they become your client for life. And so I won't say, oh, I'm your boudoir photographer. I'll just say I'm your photographer. You know, I'm here for you. It's so smart to do it that way. And important too. I feel like it's almost, you're pre-selling a maternity shoot, even though they're not even pregnant. But like you exactly. said, planting that seed and then also, you know, making sure that your client, well, 
of course, client relationships, but I talk about that all the time. So you guys, everyone's probably sick of hearing me like connection, connection, <laughs> relationship, so relationship. But it is important. Yeah. Yes. But also I often hear people saying, should I keep things genre separate on my Instagram? But like when I was scrolling through yours, I was like, this maternity really jumped out at me. And how would I even know that you did maternity if you didn't post it? And so I don't know. I think there's definitely some importance of of showing the clients everything that you do so that they so. know. Yeah, I think so too. I think regardless, you know, I, I always felt like you don't have to try that hard to form your style. Your style is you, your eye. Everything you do is going to be your style because it's mm-hmm. who you are. And I think there's things other than genre that will connect you know, it, it's a thread that connects all of your work, whatever you're taking photos of. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Whether it's via email or social media, I'm a big email marketing fan. Letting people know that you do other genres is so important. Keep in touch, you know, yes. especially if you're a newborn photographer and you want to venture into, you know, toddlers and families. And I mean, yeah. you've got like those clients are already there. They already know, like, and trust you. So absolutely. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, with photography also, when you have a connection with somebody, you know, I, I always feel like two photographers can be in the exact same spot with the exact same camera and all the same settings and everything. But the photograph will be different because a photograph, especially a portrait, right, is about the connection between the photographer and the client. And when mm-hmm. you connect with someone, that's it. They're yours. Like, yeah. Yeah, they will come back to you. And even if they think maybe, you know, sometimes clients will say, oh, well, will you take my personal branding portraits? And that's not my love language, but I'm always happy to help my clients. And so I'll say, yeah, like, here's the caveat. I'm not going to be able to do this full lifestyle. You know, I don't have all the sets and all the mm-hmm. things, but let's go for it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. already you're setting yourself up for success when you have that kind of relationship with your clients. Totally. I love it. Now, being that you're in Brooklyn, where it's highly populated and lots of photographers, so obviously return clients is a way that you get clients. But what are some other ways that you're marketing to stand out, you know, amongst all of it? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I mean, luckily, I've never had to pay for marketing. I've always been busy enough, really through referrals and repeat clients, really my number one way. My SEO is obviously strong with a name like Brooklyn Boudoir. Well, right? You've got the place and the yes. genre in one. Well, and that was what one thing I when you know at the beginning I was thinking I I wanted to come back to too was obviously that was strategic that you named it Brooklyn Boudoir because I would think SEO you're like at the top. I mean, how yeah. would you not? I mean, be, right? yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I love the alliteration right. of it, but also it was all about the SEO. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Instagram does bring me clients, although it's getting a lot more restrictive, especially in the boudoir genre. So Uh, I'm kind of stepping back. Um, I have the email list. So, you know, I kind of do a little of this, a little of that. But something that's been really successful for me recently in the past few years is I've begun co-marketing with a lingerie boutique that's in Manhattan. Ah, And so she and I, yeah, it's taken a lot of different forms Uh, It started when I actually had a lingerie blogger come see me for a boudoir shoot. And she said, oh, I want you to meet this woman. You know, it's a string of connections. And I went there to shop for myself and had an amazing experience. And I'm not like a lingerie really type of girl, despite being in the boudoir industry. Right, yeah. But similar to me, I mean, they had a really high touch 
connection kind of based business. I was never feeling like I was being sold to. They really wanted to get to know me. It was a really Mm -hmm. fun, empowering time. And so the owner and I started talking about how we could work together and kind of build both of our businesses. And so Mm -hmm. it started just with straight referrals. I would, very easy for me to refer my clients to her, say, oh, you want to get some new lingerie for your shoot? Shop at Sugar Cookies. They're amazing. They'll take good care of you. On is her that, end, that's the name of it? Is Sugar that's the name of the, that's the, yeah, name of okay. the lingerie boutique, yeah. Yep. On her end, um, she's always really good about planting the seed to say, oh, have you done a boudoir shoot yet? You know, while her clients are there, kind of a natural conversation. Oh, you should call Stephanie. She's fantastic. So already we were having a very simple referral system back mm-hmm. and forth. Then we started talking about doing some events together. She's got this great little space, very different from my space. But we said, why don't we do some kind of free event where either one of our clients could just show up, shop for lingerie, and then I'd be there. We'd schmooze together, and then I would snap some photos. And yeah. at these events, everyone would get one complimentary photo from me, but then they could also buy more. So you but were taking individual even, photos, not like Yeah, everyone like who came into my lingerie, mm-hmm, yeah. I would take got a photo it. of them. And it wasn't even about selling the photos at that event. Really, it was about making the connection with the clients, meeting new people. Mm -hmm. My clients would come. They've already had their photo taken by me, but it was a new setting for them. We got to kind of continue that, you know, that eye to eye, those hugs, um, that connection together. And her clients would get to meet me. Maybe they were on the fence about doing a boudoir shoot. Maybe they didn't really know where to start. Maybe they had no idea that even existed, but they got to meet me see that I'm not scary, have one beautiful photo of themselves that was a little teaser, and then they'd come and book for a full session at the studio. This is really cool. I like, I I mean, it's it's business-to-business marketing. It's just, I feel like it's a little bit more elevated because you are really doing that hands-on. I like, too, that your previous clients are invited because then they get to, I mean, they're like walking testimonials for you in there like oh I've totally done it and whatever and yeah yeah it's really great sure I mean when we first started we kind of thought like is this going to work are people going to feel comfortable you know it was semi-private but not totally private so would women feel uncomfortable being in their lingerie having their photo taken but what we found was that there was a really big sense of camaraderie everybody Mm. just was cheering each other on all sorts of different kinds of women and really just supporting each other and lifting each other up. And everybody was glowing. I mean, it was so much Mm. fun. And so now we're starting to elevate it, you know, step it up a notch even more. So this past summer, we did an event here in New York, which wasn't free. It was um, the clients Mm. paid to come. And they got extra value. So the, the price was similar to what it would be to have a full shoot with me at the studio. But we did it at a hotel room, which had a beautiful view of the New York City skyline, Included with their with their package was private lingerie shopping at the boutique. We all went out to dinner together. We saw a burlesque show. So we kind oh, of really continued. It was so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. And really continued. Yes, it's about having these beautiful photos of yourself, but really about letting these women have some me time, have an excuse mm-hmm. to celebrate themselves. We celebrated each other. And yeah, of course, get some beautiful photos while they were at it. And it was something different, right? If they came to yeah. me at the studio, they'd have my studio, which is beautiful setting, but minimal. Here, we had the New York City skyline in the background, really special. Mm-hmm. Um, people came in from out of town for it. Like, you know, we had some tourists, we had some locals, and we just had a blast. That's awesome. And then I feel like it is people tagging and sharing the girls' night out or yes. whatever, you know, 
I feel like it's a, a more widespread type situation. Yeah, exactly. Definitely yeah. a lot of excitement around it. And mm-hmm. really, I think there's infinite possibilities with what you could do. I mean, New York definitely has a lot of um, draw, right. but why not also open it up to other cities around the world? I mean, we yeah. did it this summer in New York and a lot of people who I think would have joined reached out and they were like, oh, I'm out of town that weekend. And it's like, well, there, there's going to be others. You know, Maybe we'll do one that focuses on swimwear and do it mm-hmm. in a tropical location. Or maybe we'll go to your, I mean, we have the next couple of years kind of generally mapped out of how we want to do it, but different location, kind of a different theme, but always focusing on celebrating the woman in front of the lens and mm-hmm. camaraderie, I think, amongst ourselves. And if for people listening, if you don't shoot boudoir, this could be applied to all different genres. Like I used to do business to business marketing with a sales coach. And a lot of this went back to the the women that I met in my networking groups Mm -hmm. and they would refer their clients to me and vice versa. So a sales coach, a a clothing stylist, she was a big one. Yeah. And we would refer each other back and forth and just having, I mean, like-minded people that you feel trustworthy to send your clients to. I mean, that's that's huge. You don't want to refer someone or, you know, do business business marketing with someone that you don't feel is going to treat your clients well. You know, right. obviously that goes without saying, but right. and you all also are going to spend some time with that person. Of course, you're going to do events together and planning, so you have to make sure that it feels right and it's a good match. But like if I were to relate it to personal branding and thinking about what you just said, my my wheels are spinning like you could do some sort of event night out that wasn't, you know, obviously not boudoir related, but you get like a beautiful one, I hate to use the word headshot, but sort of. And then you could have like someone who helps with copywriting or whatever, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of. There's so many options. Yes. 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 Stylists, med spas, you know, fitness studios, Mm -hmm. maybe, Mm -hmm. um, brow bars. I think there's so many different ways it could look. And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, collaborations are always best when both parties feel that they're gaining, right? You want it to Mm -hmm. be greater than the sum of its parts, right? Yeah. And like you say, maybe it seems obvious, but you do want to find a partner that you support their business. You could recommend people to them without having to give any kind of qualification like, oh, you're going to love it, but maybe it's a little pricey for you. No. You want to have a (laughs) confident, wholehearted recommendation for that place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also want you, you do want to take into account the price point, the style, does it fit your style? But ultimately, I think you look to your point, you find a partner that you really enjoy working with that you feel comfortable with. And mm-hmm. then if you make no money during whatever event, like maybe it's a total flop, but at least you've had fun. Yeah, <laughs> right. right? You're yeah. not feeling angry about it. I mean, it's funny. There's a, there's a lingerie shop close to my studio right around the corner. And when I first moved to this space... I thought like, yeah, perfect. I'm going to talk to them and we can be partners. And as soon as I walked in, I just knew it wasn't for me. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. Right. This wasn't my vibe. I didn't feel comfortable. And I didn't feel like my clients would really, jo- you know, it wasn't the same vibe. And so yeah. when I found Suzanne, who's the owner of Sugar Cookies, and we started partnering together, it just felt easy and frictionless. And I think that's what you really have to go for. Totally. Now on... uh the portrait system on the in the membership. Sue did this whole video, this whole like series on business to business marketing and connections and um, champagne parties, which almost sounds a little bit like you've taken it to more of 
an experience and a paid experience, like a night out, which is amazing. But there is, so if people are like looking for more information on business to business building, not just for boudoir, like Sue talks about in general, there are videos of that on the portrait system for people who are like, ah, how, you know, I need more about it. Champagne parties. What a fun idea. You know, what a fun idea. We called it the first one that we did. We called bubbles in boudoir. Oh, nice. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about, you know, you said you tend to keep things simple and you don't have like big setups or whatever. How are you prepping your clients for all this? Like, are they bringing their own clothes? Is it coming from sugar cookies? Like, you know, how is all of this working? Uh, So we do not, well, I'll start from the beginning. Okay. I do most of my client reach through emails. And so okay. someone will reach out to me via email at first. And I think once they find me, they do have a pretty good sense that they're ready to book. Mm-hmm. I give them all the information that they're going to need to know. And I have a pretty good book. I want to say I have like a 90% booking rate. Like oh, I put wow. out some dates. Yeah, really seamless, frictionless. And I try to put it all out there. So then they'll pay. I do packages as opposed to a la carte. Okay. I require 50% you know, payment to book. And then once they're booked, I'll send them a prep guide advising them what to wear. Can we talk a little bit about that, about the 50%? This, Mm -hmm. because I think back to when I was shooting only weddings or mostly weddings, and I loved getting half of the money at the moment and then half of the money after I shot the wedding or like, you know, a week before, no, it was a week before I shot the wedding or two weeks or whatever. And it was nice because that income was split up. So I really, I really like the idea of taking half of the payment first. Now, do you have like a session fee or are they paying for half of the package first? Or like, what does that look like? It's half of the package first. I don't do a session okay. fee. I have, you know, similar to what Sue recommends, I have a large, medium, and small package. Mm-hmm. Most of my clients go with the medium. Um, okay. Very few go with the small. And there's always upgrades that they can do you know, once we get to the photo session and the reveal. But I like doing the packages as opposed to the session fee because I don't want to sell, really. I mean, I feel like I do all my selling as far as this is my business and here's what you're going to get. And I let everyone feel amazing. I give them all of the information. But when I'm sitting down at that photo reveal and ordering session, I don't want to be like, well, now here's, you know, you paid $200 to get in the door. Like, I never want it to feel like a bait and switch yeah, um, it's just not in my DNA, and I also kind of feel like money that's spent is money that's forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, not totally, but it's a lot easier, I think, when they're sitting at that ordering session for them to upgrade a thousand dollars versus yeah. paying four thousand dollars, like in one right. month. So you're showing them the packages, and they're saying, you know, through email. Mostly, you said mm-hmm. through email, right? All through email. Okay, all through email, and then they're deciding on a package before their shoot. They're paying you for half of it. They're right. coming to their shoot, they're doing the shoot. Now they just have to pay that extra half unless they want to upgrade, then they're paying more than half. Exactly. And I require the second 50% on the day of the shoot. Um, Uh, So essentially, once they've had their shoot, and I know I I skipped over the part about the wardrobe. Oh yeah, (laughs) sorry. No, I interrupted you. So if you want to, (laughs) yeah, you can come back to that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come back to it. So once they book their shoot, I send them a very comprehensive prep guide with everything they're going to need to know. I address what they want to wear or my suggestions as to what they want to wear. I will recommend that they shop at Sugar Cookies if they want to get something new. Awesome. Um, I talk about 
anything that we might talk over the phone, concerns, oh no, I have a zit, tan <laughs> lines. Mm-hmm. I talk about very, you know, some confidence building tips in that prep guide, really comprehensive. Once they're booked, I do also offer a phone call if they want to meet with me, either voice to voice or face to face on Zoom. I'm, I'm open to talking about it. I just don't want to have to do any selling kind of, you know, meet me first right. before you book. So yep. yeah, so they pay 50% up front. They pay 50% on the day of their shoot. And then, you know, it includes hair and makeup. In terms of wardrobe, I do have things here at the studio, but it's very minimal. And usually it's stuff that I'll use for maternity, like the flowy fabrics or mm-hmm. the body conscious dress. For the most part, everyone's bringing their own lingerie or not, okay. or, you know, lingerie or whatever wardrobe. So they show yep, up on the day it. of their shoot. We already feel like we know each other. You know, in the prep, I send them a questionnaire to kind of get to know them better. I do ask them to send me a Pinterest board or some photo references of yeah. images that speak to them so we can be on the same page visually. I think especially when it comes to a genre like boudoir, you want to be very clear with the expectation, what you will and won't do. I mean, not safe for work means very different things to different people. So I want to make mm-hmm. sure we have a visual and verbal communication about that. And by the time all that, you know, everyone often will just fill out all the paperwork right away. And so it's months or weeks before their shoot. They're telling me about them as a person, why they want to do the shoot, what they imagine their fantasy shoot to look like. You know, I try to get yeah. into some, some questions. Also things like, what's their favorite music? But then when they get here, I've reviewed everything, right? You know, they haven't seen that stuff for weeks and I've reviewed it really freshly. And so it feels like this instant connection, like, oh, how does she know my favorite songs are playing? Oh, my favorite drink is here. (laughs) I ask them about their insecurities. We talk about it on the day while we're here, but already we have a really strong connection. Yeah, so that's great. They'll bring their wardrobe. We look through it together. Um, I'll plan, you know, we do three looks over the course of the the shoot. Maybe we'll do four if we feel we're doing great on time, but mostly it's three looks. And the whole experience takes about three hours. You know, it's an hour and a half for hair and makeup and then an hour and a half of shooting time. And beyond that, everybody just gets tired and you start seeing the tired eyes. People sometimes are like, I want to do six outfits. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. (laughs) You You do something. You do six outfits at a time. Well, but I'm doing, you know, 10 minutes per outfit. It's it's so so different with personal branding. I don't know. It's yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is great. I mean, it just sounds like your clients are feeling cared for and you know, you're making it just fun and low pressure. And I I bet you people appreciate that. Now, something that you had said before, I want to come back to where you said you have like a 90% booking rate. Is that anyone who inquires you're booking that many people? Or is that just once you've like connected with them and, you know, like, because that's a really high. It's a high booking rate. I know. And yeah. it's interesting. I last year hired an assistant. Okay. This, this is an interesting tidbit to share. I hired an assistant. I went away on vacation and she started sending out this initial email that I would send mm-hmm. every inquiry. And even though the verbiage was nearly exactly the same, she made some tweaks to put it in her voice. My booking rate dropped dramatically in that period of oh, time. Oh, because it wasn't you? Because I think because it wasn't me. Yeah. And, you know, so we noticed it. We said, okay, that's really interesting. I've never had that low of a response rate. So let's go back yeah. to, to to me doing it. Again, same email. I mean, frankly, she could be sending them out. But, you know, I, I do like connecting with my clients. I think it makes a big difference. I think they do mm-hmm. want to see me as much as possible. 
So if you go to the portraitsystem.com slash podcast, there is, if you just scroll down, there's a little, um, it's called like a speak pipe thing. It's an orange button. You click it and then you have, I think it's 90 seconds to record why you should be a guest on the, you know, what you could offer to the listeners and just a little bit about your story. I listen to those and I'm much more likely to want someone to be a guest from that, or if they just individually email us, as opposed to, hi, I'm Karen's assistant, and this is, she's been on Good Morning America, and this is why she'd be a good, and I'm like, yeah, huh, like it just doesn't, I don't love it. I'm, And not to say that I won't take, you know, guest whose assistant or, you know, their PR person or whatever reaches out to us. Cause we do yeah. sometimes, yeah. but there's something about when you reach out to me personally or reach out to our team personally, or do the speak pipe that I'm like, I, I don't know. It's just different. So I wonder if that, I don't know what it is. Cause I know people don't have time and if I know you're really busy and it's great to yeah. have an assistant, but yeah, think about that personal touch. I think so too. And I, I think you just have to think about what is your, it's not for everybody, I guess. You know, some yeah. people, um, it's the same way some people are phone people, some people are text people. I mean, I think everybody connects differently. Mm-hmm. But I think for my style of business, I mean, maybe if you're a really high-end luxury person and you have a team, maybe then your clients are going to expect that it's not going to be you, that it's going right, to be Right, right. Yep, yep. That's true. But I think, yeah, but I think what I put out there is like, we're going to become fast friends and we're going to connect and you're not even going to feel like you're in your lingerie. It's just going to be like two girlfriends hanging out, which is what it feels like. It's not like sexy or sexual at all. It's just kind of, it's just fun when they come in. And I think maybe it's that approach that what I put out there that you get back. Now, I think that, because I have a high booking rate as well, but I think so much of what I shoot comes from referrals. And I think someone is more likely to book me through referrals. And I do a lot via email as well. A lot. Yeah. You know, some, uh, there is something to be said about phone and in person and Sue has like scripts for that and all that. And that works really great too, but I don't know. I'm just such an email person because that's how I am as a consumer. So, exactly. That's how yeah. I feel also, Nikki. Yeah. I feel exactly the same way. I don't want to be sold to. I don't want to sit on a phone call at the end. They're going to say like, you know, sign these papers or whatever it is. Yeah. As a consumer, I'd rather make my own choice in the privacy of my own home rather than have to like say yes or no in the yeah. moment to somebody. Well, so I think, it, that's I thing. think you know, you're your client and your client is you. And I think you really yeah. have to, you know, respect that and go with it. I mean, if you're being yeah. authentic to yourself, it's not going to be wrong for your business. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I know like the idea of getting people on the phone or in person into your studio is because that gives you that extra layer of connection with them and, you know, you're getting to know them and whatever, like there are ways to do that without being like snake oil salesy. Like lots of people are very, very good at it. Yeah, I just am like back to efficiency, which I know I talk about a lot on the podcast Mm -hmm. is I am just an efficient person. And sometimes I feel like sitting down to email when I can't sleep at night or whatever. And I can't do the, do, I don't know. I no, just absolutely. It's, it's for me. It's about efficiency. I compl- yeah. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. It's mom life, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this is what it is. And listen, I'm not totally against it. Sometimes people will say, "I will not feel comfortable booking unless we meet in person," and yeah. I'll honor that. You know, I, I'm not going to say, "Well, nope, then you're not my client." No, of course. Yeah, we'll yeah. Not. Okay, mm-hmm. I will say though, the only consumer that I am the type when I need to get someone on the phone is when I'm buying new technical equipment. 
Like I need to speak to someone to be like, give me step A, B, C, and D. I'm like super old school when it comes to that. So that I will say that is the the only time that I'm like, you have phone customer service? Or like if I'm rescheduling a flight and I can't find what I want. Oh, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. There is a time and a place. I don't mean to be like Absolutely. Better. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. So anyways, but having that high booking rate, like what what do you think is like your, I hate, to, I hate this term, but like secret sauce that gets people to actually book? I mean, I think first and foremost, you know, my website is simple, but I think very clear. And I try to put everything out there. You know, I'll say this is who I think my client is and who it is not. This is what I'm going to do. I I lay the whole experience out. So I think when people are, you know, their first, when they're looking for a photo shoot, everyone Googles right off the bat. And so Mm -hmm. I do feel if they find me and they connect to my website, they're already pretty sure that they want a book as long as they don't yeah. seem like a creepster or something like that when we're when we're emailing. I also think standing out from the crowd is really important. This mm-hmm. idea of being yourself and not having to do what everybody else does, like we were saying at the beginning of the of the conversation. You know, right. there's lots yeah. of different photographers here and everybody does something different. And I'm so glad for that. And I do have clients saying nobody else does this kind of minimalistic black and white look that you do. Um great. <laughs> Here we are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I do think it's, it's putting your own voice into your website. I think when you send that initial email, you want to be similarly clear and lay everything out. And then you have that call to action at the end of the email. This is when I'm available. You know, mm-hmm. let me know what works for you and we'll get you booked. And if there, you yeah. know, I always also try to have a solution if it's something like, well, I need photos in two weeks. It's like, well, that's not going to be possible, but right. here's what might be possible, you know, or maybe if your gifting date could be flexible. I always try to include a personal touch to the email. Usually they'll say something like, oh, I'm getting married. So you have to say, well, congratulations on your wedding. Like put your own voice in yes. it. Know that you're talking to people. You're not a robot. They're not a robot. Mm-hmm. And I think people really appreciate that. And this is the, this is the, the okay, CRMs. Some people rock them and they are like, I could not live without them. And they're people like, I just have never been able to really, but I do have email templates and I use templates like crazy, mm-hmm. but I am personalizing every single email that I send out. And I know, okay, this so goes against my like efficiency. I'm so efficient. <laughs> like you would think that I'd be using a CRM, but there's yeah. something about personalizing you know, about making it all about them yes. that I always want to make sure I'm doing and I have always done. I think it helps. I definitely think it helps. It makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah. And I think, look, maybe that's not for everybody. I do have a CRM, but I'm specific with what I use it for. You know, my contracts and things like that go out. Right. The right. But my initial email, yeah. yes, it's a template, but I always add something personal. Yeah. I always check in at various points, even though it's all over email. A quick note. Hey, checking in, your shoot's three weeks away. I'm here if you have any questions for me. Just small things like that. People will appreciate, you know, before we didn't even talk about this, but the reason that I chose boudoir, well, I won't say the reason that I chose boudoir, but before I knew what type of photography I wanted to get into, a friend of mine had a boudoir shoot and I'd never heard of this before. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, this is fun. Like, I'm going to go have a shoot of my own. Yeah. And did no research on the photographer. Big mistake. And, you know, not to, not to smack talk anybody, but the experience was just lacking in a lot of ways. I could completely yeah. understand why a woman would seek out boudoir photography and what was special about it. But mm-hmm. 
I wasn't even sure if the photographer knew I was coming in that day. Yeah. You know, I, it wasn't my style, which is not her fault. Like it was her style. I didn't do the research. So that was my fault. But mm-hmm. she didn't understand why I didn't want to put on a feather boa. I didn't understand why she thought I would. Right. It's a lot of misconnections. And so I left that experience yeah. thinking like, this is a really cool genre and I can definitely see myself doing it, but in a more personal way. Yeah. In a cooler, more modern, more client-centered way. I kind of felt like I was going through this factory. Right, right. If I didn't fit into that, then... And no one wants to feel like that. No one wants to feel like that. No, exactly. And so I always make sure everyone knows, you know, I know you're coming in. I'm here for you if you need me. Or not. We also don't have to talk. I'm not going to force you to do that either. Right. Um, And then the nice thing about doing the packages is they've already kind of decided on that. And so when they're here at the ordering session, I can really just help them decide. And I don't feel bad if they don't buy up. I don't feel resentful. I really do feel like I'm helping them. And we can still have fun. Like the pressure is sort of off. And if they want to buy up, buy more photos, buy a bigger album, buy wall art, fantastic. I'm here to help with that too. But I never feel resentful if I don't get like a big sale because that part's already accomplished. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I love, I really love the 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm like, hmm, I might start doing that, actually. Um, okay, another thing that you said that I want to go back to is with the high booking rate is you you have your website dialed in, you have your social media dialed in, you know, you've got people talking about what you do, you, sh- you talk about the experience, it's very clear and concise, you have beautiful work up front, like all of these things you're making your life so much easier and people don't have to think like, what is it that they do or what, what's the experience or like, why are they only showing photos of one type of person or the same shoot is the first five photos. Like I talk about this all the time in my marketing course. Like we have milliseconds to catch someone's attention it's so and you've true. got to have that stuff nailed in. And if you don't, your booking rate is not going to be as high as you want it to be. Regardless, like what's your, do you know your average sale or what is your middle package? Um, my, yeah, my average sale right now is 3500 That's um, amazing. It's great. It's great. And it's funny because sometimes I think, oh, maybe I should be charging more. I, I had a client recently say like, oh, it's really good value for, you know, compared to some of the other photographers. And I was like, well, I'm glad it's good value, but like, Maybe I should raise yeah. the prices, but I feel sad. I, I do that to myself too. I'm like, I yeah. really should raise. Yeah. It's not all about the money. I mean, look, do I want to make more money? Yeah, who doesn't, right? But not at the price of being gross about it or feeling yucky about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's how. I, that's like the voice that I that I have in my head, and it has to be what feels right to you at the time. And yeah. and you have to know your numbers. You have to know what works for you. Like I know my bottom line. Exactly. I know how many shoots I need per month at what sales average in order to, you know, make the living exactly that I want, you yes, know? Exactly. So yeah. my, my largest package is 5,500. It includes the biggest album, 35 images, and their full collection of digitals. Mm-hmm. My middle collection is 3,000 with the standard album that they could always upgrade size. Uh, it comes with 20 images and the corresponding 20 digitals. Uh, yeah. Again, they can always add on more photos or upgrade on the album. And then my smallest package, which pretty much nobody really goes for, is um, 2,500, and that's 10 matted prints. Sometimes a maternity client will go with those, but oftentimes they still want the album as well. Okay. So nice and simple. And I mean, to have a $3,500 kind of average and have a really high booking rate, it's 
you know, it's really great. It just shows that you're doing so much pre-selling and pre-marketing around it all without being, you know, salesy. You're just putting it out there. This is what I do and this is how it is and making that connection with people and providing good customer service and having beautiful photos, even if they aren't perfect, because yeah. Lord knows mine are not perfect either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> um, so in my head about that, like, oh no, my, you know, the focus is on the nose and not the mm-hmm, eyelash. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Some, I mean, look, I sometimes it does. I mean, if you're doing commercial photography, I'm sure it does. Yeah. But, you know, that's... The feeling is really, I think, what's important when it comes to something like personal branding or portraiture. Yeah. Um, the feeling people have about who they are. For sure. And how they're being sure. shown. What's your studio like in Brooklyn? It is, I love it here. I love my studio. It is about a thousand square feet, which is way bigger than I thought I would ever Are be you able. in your studio now? I am. This is just a little corner of okay. like my little office corner. But I have, yeah. uh, right next to me is sort of a client lounge area with a couch and a TV, the wardrobe rack. Um, and then I have a big shooting area over here. I've got polished concrete floors Floor-to-ceiling cool. windows, um, awesome. beautiful natural light. And I have toys. You know, I've got the lights and I've got backdrops, but mostly it's um, the gorgeous floors. I've got a bed, a couch, you know, a few small props, but for the most part, we yeah. keep it very simple. I love your gold microphone. For people listening, I know I said this last episode <laughs> or two episodes ago, but we are we are doing video now. So for our YouTube channel, we will have this on full video. But I love your gold mic. I'm staring at it like... My, my color really fit my really. brand. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm all gray. It's basically all black, white, gray, and gold. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. My husband told me I reached my gold quota in the house. He's like, okay, reach. No more. No more gold. I'm like, what? Whoever has a quota for too much gold? Impossible. Anyway, but I could get a new mic and that would have nothing to do with. I'll text you. Uh, he would I'll text you the link. <laughs> there you go. Well, this has been really great. Yeah, I just... I. I love what you do and I just, I love your style and just, yeah, it just, it feels like you have a very, just a solid business model, especially with the business to business connection. Like that kind of stuff, I think is not something we talk about enough. So I'm really, really glad you, you brought all that up. So it makes a big difference and it helps everybody. And I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I do have four questions that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? I cannot live without a plan. Um, Ah. I would say a shot list, but it's not quite that specific. Um, I always want to allow time to be free and be creative. But things like what order we're going to shoot the outfits in, generally where in the studio, you know, the general poses, Mm -hmm. even small details about, you know, with boudoir, it's like when the shoes might be on versus off, right? You what's worse than having to like put your shoes on? No, now take them off. No, now put them on again. Right. Yeah. It just ruins the flow. So little details like that, I'll try to plan out to a T so that we do have time to be free and creative. So Mm -hmm. I'll make sure I get the shots, but then make sure I'm also capturing something that's unique to the clients. I mean, sometimes I shoot really fast and I think I would just like go nuts and just be a total spaz (laughs) if I didn't have a a written down (laughs) plan. Well, that, I think that's one of the ways that I can be quicker is I'm also doing it based on outfit. So if someone is wearing, you know, jeans in the same, or I'm sorry, this same like bottom half or top half of an an outfit or whatever, of course, I'm going to do those back to back, but I have to make sure I have my backdrops set up for that. And yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, I used to write it down back when I, I don't know, it, it just wasn't as, 
I wasn't as practiced back then. I used to mm-hmm. write it down. Now it's just in my head. And then I have the clothes in order. Yes. And then the backdrops, mostly I use mostly V flats and I have them kind of lined up in order so that it's just so easy to just pull this one away and add this and here's your next outfit. And you know, so smart. It helps you yeah. and it also helps your client. They can see everything mm-hmm. laid out. Any bits yeah. of confusion for a client are stressful. And so I want to remove, and it sounds like you do the same thing. Any type of confusion, what's coming next? I'm not sure. No, everything is very clear and laid out so that it's frictionless for them. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? Well, I feel fortunate that photography is my hobby as well as my career. So I do a lot of photography. (laughs) I'm always learning. I just devour Sue's, you know, the portrait system courses. I'm doing uh, Damali Shepard's course on words. Oh, yes. Now, which She's I'm so loving. Awesome. So interesting. Um, yep. I have two little kids who I love, who I spend a lot of time with. And, you know, we live in New York, so I try to take them out on adventures and help them try to appreciate the city. And I also like to read memoirs. Um, mm, I just read interesting. Paulina Poroskova's book, No Filter. Highly wow. recommended, I think, especially for portrait photographers. She talks a lot about aging and beauty and feeling seen as an mm-hmm. older woman. And it's an easy read. It's really, really excellent. Yeah. Okay. Good recommendation. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Number three is what is a photography product that you would recommend for people to have? I am a huge fan of shooting wide open. So I love mm-hmm. my shallow focus, you know, my fast lenses. I love my Sigma art series lenses. They are not cheap, but they are very yeah. much. I have the 50. Yeah. I have the 50 1.4, which is just fantastic. Yeah. I also use the 85, which is great. Nice. And then something that's not like so geary, but that I use all the time is just a big swath of black upholstery velvet. Uh-huh. I've put some of that onto a V flat, which I'll use as a backdrop, especially if I'm doing fine art nudes or like sliver of light stuff. It mm-hmm. sucks up all the light. It looks so great. You can do natural light, fine art nudes really easily with it. Um, and you can also use it for a hundred things, right? You can throw it over something that's distracting in the background. You can use it to as to suck up light, you know, for negative yeah. fill. And it's light. You can throw it in your purse if you're not in a studio setting. I just think it's mm-hmm. amazing. I use it all the time. And it doesn't have that shine. No, it's like really some velvet matte. does. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Which is great. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's the upholstery velvet. I think that's the matte. Um, just really sucks up the light. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay, number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out? I think you have to remember that people will remember the feeling that they have from an experience. Mm-hmm. sometimes more than the experience itself. And so I think really focus on giving your clients the best customer experience you possibly can, always having a positive vibe. Yeah. Because the best photographer in the world, you know, if they don't have a good energy and a good you know, rapport with their clients, the clients aren't going to love those photos as much mm-hmm. as a photo that they remember feeling beautiful. Like, I always think about a hair toss moment, right? You can feel, you can be tossing your hair and the photographer can be like, ugh, do it again. Or, ugh, I don't know, yeah. you know, this yeah. and that. Or your client can feel like Beyonce and you can be like, yes, girl, you know? Yeah, let's <laughs> and, keep that up. Like, yeah, right, yeah, right. totally. Yes, or if you miss it, it's kind of like, oh, you're perfect. You know, we're going to do one more for me. The way yeah. you phrase it and the way you make your clients feel, I think is everything. Because you it is. can bet if they feel like Beyonce, they're going to buy that photo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know if I have a client in a in a pose that it's maybe not working, I'm not going to be like, 
yeah, that's not working. I mean, exactly. I'm literally going to pretend it looks great, take the yeah. shot, and then go from there. And like, oh, you know, I'm going to adjust you a little bit here. There, You know, I'm, I'm never going to be like, oh, that's not going to work. So no. Like, yeah. Or if a client has an idea for themselves, you know, I always try to end a session by saying, is there anything we haven't done yet that you still want to try? Yeah. And um, sometimes they say something that I'm just like, that's not going to work, but we're going to try it and I'm going to make mm-hmm. them feel great and make them feel like their best selves, right? So I, I think really focus on how your client is feeling and, you know, it takes practice, but pick up on their cues, meet them where they are, always mm. have that positive attitude when working with them. And I think your business will succeed even before your technical skills are, you know, quote unquote, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, Stephanie, where can people find you online? Oh, well, you can find me on my website, which is just brooklynboudoir.com or on Instagram at brooklynboudoir. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you again. This has been amazing. And I'm going to look at starting to take maybe half. I Okay. One more thing. I do do half down for um, like bigger corporate shoots where they're paying right. a chunk at a time. It's not like per person, but I've never really thought about doing it for individuals. So thanks for that idea. My pleasure. Yeah. I'm happy to chat anytime. I'll send you the link of the yeah. microphone. <laughs> oh, yes. Please do. Please do. Yes. <laughs> that was so great. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, hopefully I'll see you at some point. I yeah. would love that. Yeah, I would love that. Very cool. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.